Christmas fundraisers, I'm Don Lego, and it's time to buckle up for a new episode of Raise Nation, the one and only podcast made to inspire fundraisers like you to continue making impact in our communities, building better tomorrows and exchanging ideas. So whether you're a trailblazer or seasoned pro, you'll pick up the trends that transform your fundraising. And together, we'll dive into lively conversations and chat with industry-leading fundraisers and thought leaders to explore those hot-button issues and innovative ideas. So stay with us for the next 30 minutes while we inspire you to embrace the future of fundraising. So let's get going. I am super pleased to welcome a very special guest today. He is just a trailblazer in the fundraising community, and he tells us that anyone and that means anyone, you, me, can change the world. And I'm pretty feeling I'm pre- feeling pretty empowered by that. And what I love about our guest is he's super genuine and authentic. He describes himself, coins himself as a beer and coffee snob. At the same time, he's a published author. So I know we're going to be getting into some really great conversations. With that, a great big hello to Mr. David Lynn. Hello, David. Hey, Don. How are you? I'm so glad to have you here. I'm doing well. You're doing good too? Awesome. Well, I know most of the fundraising industry knows you already and also knows uh, the man behind Generosity Series. But you know what? There might be a few that don't just yet. So why don't we do the formal introduction? And if you don't mind, would you just give us a little bit about Mr. Dave Lynn and Generosity Series? Sure. Uh, so I'll start with generosity. Generosity is about a decade in now, and we started generosity to sort of democratize peer-to-peer fundraising or event, live event peer-to-peer fundraising, making it something that's accessible to even smaller organizations, mid-sized organizations. And like you said, you know, everybody can change the world, but we just have to give them the platform, the opportunity. So we created a multi-charity platform where many, many charities can get together, sort of share the day, but do their own fundraising, therefore lowering costs, making a bigger, better event. And, uh, you know, we're doing that for close to a decade and we expanded to, we were in 15 different cities and, uh, you know, close to a little over $15 million raised, which, uh, you know, 15 million. Fifteen million, yeah, and, wow. and a lot of that was, you know, smaller to medium, especially in, in the beginning. Um, so I believe that we we are hitting our mission, uh, and then this small thing called um, the pandemic came along, and and things sort of changed. Uh, but uh, so now we're trying to take that vibe, that approach to to sort of virtual and then eventually hybrid events. And Got it. Okay, so if I have this right, Generosity Series is a date and time on the calendar that multi multiple charities can participate in, do their, do their own thing, but yet be part of something greater so that it could expand their, their reach and their audience and their power behind that individual event. Is that kind of sort of right? Yeah, that's definitely a big part of it. You know, it's, it's, it's sort of like we can each, raise money and become more connected to our causes and then celebrate together in a a, a sort of larger, you know, generous community where we're celebrating all different charities um, and at the same time raising for our own individual charities. So it's it's sort of individual and communal at the same time. 
All right. I think I'm getting it. Um, but now let's learn a little bit about the man behind Generosity Series, Mr. Dave Lynn. You have a pretty extensive resume, both personally and, and professionally. So why don't you introduce yourself to all of our listeners? Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll point out that uh, generosity, and I'm one of the co-founders of the two of us, uh, you know, Saul, this is Saul, my partner was, and the CEO, you know, this was his brainchild to start with. I was fortunate enough to be hooked in early pre-launch and then maybe things changed a little bit, but certainly, and, and I would say, yeah, maybe I'm the man behind generosity because I'm, I'm maybe the face or the voice because Saul likes to stay behind the scenes and, and, and make Tremendous impact. Uh, so, just want to clarify that, just in case he's listening. Um, oh, a big, big shout out to Saul. We love you, Saul. And if you ever want to be on Raise Nation Radio, we'd love to have you as well. Because next oh. to me, I'll do what to say, and then I'll say it. But yeah. that's how he works. So, but me as an individual, you know, um, I I would say that when you find your passion, it was always there. And I think it's something like fundraising and charitable uh, involvement is something that's always been a part of me since I was very, very young. I just probably never thought I could make a living out of it. But, um, uh, you know, like even, you know, I was 14, 15, 16 years old doing tons of fundraisers. I got to the point where we were running, literally, I was helping to run an annual fundraiser that was raising over $100,000 a year. And this is, you know, some decades ago when I was a kid. Um, and it really, really energized me. And it was always something and something that I brought to my kids and my family. And, you know, I always my approach is if you don't have a dime, you probably have some time, whatever you can do to get involved, to to do things. So that's always been my passion and, and you know, in a sort of serendipitous way, uh, met Saul before he launched his idea for a generosity series, which allowed me to get involved on that side. I, I think on the other side of the coin, many, maybe some people listening know me as the gratitude dude. I spend a lot of time. Gratitude dude. I love that. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time giving uh, gratitude workshops, seminars in the, um, started in the nonprofit space actually, uh, and now in the for-profit space as well, going in to help create cultures of, of, of gratitude within companies um, and also bringing that to to nonprofits so that they can show gratitude better and and get people to show their gratitude to them. And that all translates through. And it's sort of, you know, what I love to do. And now with Gratitude Rising, I assume we'll talk about it eventually, but it's sort of joining generosity with gratitude, uh, which is like my worlds collide and and my juices are flowing and, and and excited about that. I mean, I do a lot of other things, uh, but, you know, there's sort of just ways of allowing me to do these things. Um, you know, like when we had a startup at, at Generosity, you know, startups are, are, are expensive and uh, they are not always paying off monetarily for the, the founders. So, you know, do a lot of other things to make sure that I can do those things as wholeheartedly as, as I want to do. And my kids want to eat almost every day, sometimes three times a day. So, you know, I needed to have other things going on that I was passionate about to make sure that that happened. But um, so the many other things that I do, but I think that I would say that my two G's, you know, generosity and gratitude, that's where my true passion is. And that's where I, you know, find myself fortunately. Yeah, it's great to do something that you love and something that you're passionate about. But why don't we hone in on the whole gratitude and generosity? You would think that that goes hand in hand with fundraising and nonprofits, but um 
maybe it doesn't, right? So, so what is it about putting shine on the theme of generosity and gratitude and how, and how was gratitude rising born, right? Cause that's really new. That's the latest and greatest from the generosity series. Is that right? And it's something that's launching very, very As we're speaking. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Gratitude. Okay. So let, you know, what is it about generosity and gratitude that gets you that you want to share it with the world and how did that morph into um, gratitude rising? Great. So I would say that the, one of the amazing things about the nonprofit space is the passion and the heart is, is always there, right? It's sort of what's missing very often in the, in the for-profit space, not always, but very often, right? But it's sort of ingrained and people who self-select to go into these or found organizations or work for companies that are supporting these organizations, they are all by nature, almost always generous and grateful people. But like anything else, you know, we can take what's natural and then really study it and make it better and make it better. Just like we talk about fundraising, like we can say, yeah, I know how to fundraise. I got to ask people for money. Yeah, that's true. You got to do that. All right. But there's a lot more behind it. There's psychology, there's data, there's different, you know, media to, to, to get involved with. Right. So I think it's the same thing with, with gratitude and, and, you know, even people who are naturally grateful, they can find better ways to hone that they can find ways to to express it better to accept it better to to use it you know to tools in in more difficult times so there's i think that's a lot of what i end up doing in the nonprofit space is saying yeah you guys are grateful and you're amazing and you're showing gratitude to your organizations and you feel that gratitude for your donors but can we get better at it right which is it's the ultimate win because, you know, it's better for us and it's better for them as well. So that's a lot of what I like to, to do when it comes to the nonprofits. And the, the funny thing is that the whole gratitude thing kicked off formally for me was I had some clients in some charity partners in Atlanta. And also they were sort of a smaller group and that had some other nonprofits that were not charity partners of ours. And they said, hey, Dave, can you come in and give a, a, a workshop on a donor thank you letters. Um, this was some time ago. And uh, it was around Thanksgiving. It was just around this time of year. Now we're, we're almost late October over here. And I said, sure, you know, I, I do a lot of public speaking and presentations and workshops and stuff. So as I started working on it, it was gnawing at me a little bit that I always get these calls around Thanksgiving around the holidays, Giving Tuesday and Christmas and New Year's and, and you know, and I, and I was like, you know, great. It's great that we have these like Thanksgiving on the calendar. I'm, I'm a fan of Thanksgiving. It's a reminder, <laughs> right? But if that's but it, the only time that we're really digging in, so we've got probably bigger problems and we got to work on, on that, you know? So I, with their permission, I said, can we take this past donor letters, end of year stuff, and talk a little bit about our own personal gratitude, getting better at that, because that's going to spill over into our organizations. It's going to spill over into our gratitude. And yes, at the end, we'll do a letter writing workshop. And that's what we did. And uh, But I flipped out the letter writing workshop, and I had everybody write a gratitude letter to someone in their own lives, as opposed to a, uh, a donor. Um, and the feedback that I got was incredible, like just the people who were there. And then some people would reach out privately and say, you know what, I wrote this letter to a, a friend that I haven't spoken to and I rekindled a relationship and a very simple, simple stuff that became very important and profound. And, you know, I was on fire with it. I said, okay, I gotta do more of this, more of this, more of this. Um, that's how I got started down the road. Uh, when we're talking about gratitude rising, 
was sort of a, a challenge that we were seeing in virtual event fundraising, right? We're all talking about virtual events because we have to, right? Even though they've been around before, and I think that they will stay and should stay. Here forever, <laughs> exactly. They're just, it's funny that at, at the Generosity Series, we've been talking for the past few years about launching some type of a virtual aspect and we just weren't getting to it internal stuff working on it thinking about it and then this this forced it so we did a few virtual events which were sort of ad hoc they were our existing charity partners who said like we need to do something we know we can't do generosity this year we do it every year what can we do we said okay we can help you you know, with sort of doing your own virtual events. And we did those and, and they actually did fairly well on the fundraising side of things. Um, so, but I was analyzing our internal data and also what's going on in the industry. And even though I think virtual events did very well, you know, over the past year and perhaps beyond what some people would have expected, I personally felt that that might not be sustainable in the current format because when there are other things to do, when there aren't people who are now stepping up, particularly because they know there are bigger challenges and we need more support and there was a lot less going on in the world, right? So I was thinking, you know, is this going to sustain? I'm not sure. What is the challenge with virtual events that we can address? And one of those things that we saw was sort of that they can be very one-sided. They're very about the participant participant signs up, the participant pays a registration fee, the participant starts their page, the participant uh, asks their peers to, to, to join or fundraise or donate. Um, and there's very little coming back. Yes, there, there are emails and things like that, but it's not the same thing, right? And it's, it's certainly not the same as, as a live event. They don't need to be the same as a live event. But we saw something was a little less engaging. That's what we were seeing. People would sign up and it'd sort of be a drift off period because there isn't that build to the event. Even if you have a date on the calendar for your virtual, it's just out there. You know, there's not like this excitement. So there are many ways you can build. Say it again. It's not concrete. It's not. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. So that's one thing that we, you know, that, that I think most people are aware of, right. That's, that's pretty obvious. It's almost the definition of virtual. Right. Um, and, you know, but like, so, okay, so you need to get some swag. Sure. You need to get some, people need to get something physical in the mail that, um, that makes them feel like there's something real here. And maybe that's going to energize them a little bit and stuff like that. And we also wanted to move past that and give them something. We wanted to focus on value over, um, tangibility, right? So like the shirt is important and, and and swag and all that other stuff and it plays a role and we all know about that. But what can we give them that's more valuable than that? That's going to do a few things. One, engage them more, give them a reason to check in, give them to do a reason to do more consistent fundraising over the period of time that the event is running as opposed to in the beginning and then sort of at the end to catch up if they're doing that. And also, how can we help build communities, right? Virtual events are not so great at building community because you're sort of alone, right? Um, you're not getting to the place and standing and sweating on your friends and taking selfies and whatever else it is. Um, and, and then, of course, the fundraising. And what we felt was there needs to be a lot more coming back to the participants. And so we came up with with gratitude as the thing, maybe I'm biased, um, but you know, when you think about gratitude, 
it, it really is a thread that runs through all of those things. It, it, it helps build communities, helps build relationships. Uh, it's something that's two-sided. The organizations need to show gratitude to their supporters and the supporters need to show gratitude to their organizations. And, um, and, and it's engaging. Like if, so we figured if we could create a system call it an event, we call it a movement, but where people who are doing a peer-to-peer fundraising event, we're doing 5Ks, one walks, they are getting a full scale, like gratitude curriculum, so to speak, where they're gonna have all of these different ways to engage with and get involved with gratitude from beginning to end. So a participant in the Gratitude Rising is actually getting the tools the curriculum to demonstrate and enrich their lives through gratitude and thus fundraising happens. Am I following this? Yes. Yes. So curriculum that that's, that's interesting because I think in um, many peer to peer programs that we see out there, there's that mentality of sign up, show up, but what's, what's that in between. And with a virtual peer to peer, you have sign up, and no show up that that missing that concrete thing what you're saying is sign up and be part of a movement be part of gratitude live a life full of gratitude and this is something bigger than yourself and and we're going to give you the tools and the curriculum for all of that and you'll be a better person on the other side of this and fundraising will happen Am, yeah. am I with you? Is that what we're doing here? Precisely. I, I hope I can. I love a, it. I love it. Of that audio, and I could just put it on my site. I was perfect. Uh, sum up. Um, uh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And um, what we, you know, the way that we thought about it is okay. Well, how could we do that? Curriculum sounds like a big word, and and uh, you know, I, I struggled over what what is the word going to be, but we did settle on curriculum for now. Um, it sounds very, you know educational, but it really is engaging. It really is. We put together a a sort of, since we're talking about curriculum, we have a faculty of uh, gratitude uh, speakers, authors, people that are out in the space, people, these are people that are being hired every day, you know, for good money to go into corporations and organizations and teach them about gratitude. Now, when you're signing up for Gratitude Rising, you're getting access to these people and it's full scale. Uh, and there's so many different ways that we're going to have to engage. And so, of course, people will get every day, you know, a gratitude quote. And that's important. You know, it's not high level type stuff, but it's, it's a quick thing. You sign into the system. You're going to get the quote of the day. I'm a quote enthusiast. So give me yeah, the quotes yeah. every morning. Me I'm, me I'm in. I'm in. Um, you know, and then there's going to be there'll be some lives, uh, live webinars. There'll, there's a full scale for people who are interested in a 30 day program where which has a, got a micro site offsite where they can, you know, they check in 10 minutes a day, they're sharing gratitude, they're learning gratitude tips in the community. We're going to have some Q&As with the entire faculty. We'll have some surprise guests and authors, and there'll be a lot of different ways. Someone who's into art will have the ability to, 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 to show their gratitude through artwork. And, you know, and also we'll be, you know, giving some tips and tools to our charity partners and they, how they could be better at showing gratitude to their, their participants. Um, and we really feel that that value, it's value valuable in and of itself. And that's what people want. They want value. They want to feel like, you know, they're being appreciated and getting something back. But that's also, you know, something that's just so good for them 
and at the same time builds relationships. You know, when an organization is providing you with this essentially by becoming a charity partner, like you're giving them a lot of value and the participants. And also if their gratitude is building, they're going to be more grateful for you. And it sort of really is, you know, I'm not a big fan of the term holistic because I think it can get sort of uh corrupted a little bit, but it's very holistic in, in that nature that it, it, it really works all the way around. At least that's what we see and that's what we feel. Yeah. So gratitude is not a um, holiday event. A gratitude is a lifestyle. It's a 365 day, you know, event. And, um, you know, I, I actually was moved when you said that in your workshop, you had each of your, um, uh, your audience members write a thank you note. And, you know, I paused for a moment in my own mind while you were talking and I was like, wow, how powerful if I got a piece of paper and pencil and just wrote a thank you to somebody or demonstrated gratitude to somebody that I care about, how wonderful would that make me feel? And how wonderful would that make them feel? And how that if that were to snowball, how great would that be? The world would be, you know, a better place. So I'm pretty touched by what you're doing and and uh, this concept of gratitude being really a 365 day lifestyle, which hopefully will happen through gratitude rising. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, let me let me ask you a question. So. In this movement, you're, you're about ready to launch or you have launched. I know there's been some press releases, but can is it open to both an individual and an organization? So you said that you have charity partners. So are you attracting charity partners only or are you also at the same time attracting individuals that said, hey, I believe I want to mm-hmm. live a more life of, of gratitude. So I'm going to join this movement and then find a charity partner through that. Like, is it both or is it one or the other? Can you help us understand that better? Yeah, it's definitely both. Uh, ah, which is, perfect. Yeah, you really nailed that because it's something a little different for us at at Generosity because in the past at Generosity, you know, we had charity partners signed up, sign up, and then they would sort of engage their people or do their own, you know, marketing or, or outreach to, to get people to sign up to support them. Uh, we were trying to get it to the point where people here, and we actually started seeing that. Like I remember in Philadelphia, an organization called us and said, hey, I, I, I need to find out about you guys because someone came in and asked us if we're doing the Generosity 5K because they want to sign up for us, right? So it was ah. like, oh, that's great. We're starting to get a name. But with Gratitude Rising, we're definitely taking that upfront approach where, of course, we need the charity partners. That's what we're here for. We're here to support the, the charities. But we do want to get it to the point where now, you know, we've got... 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 or more charity partners where we want to start spending some effort marketing to people to say, hey, you know, this is a, this is your win win. Come come become more grateful and also choose a charity that hits the, your passion and sign up and get all that going. So we will have once we have, you know, uh, critical mass on the charity partners will have an ability, you know, to to go to the site choose a charity by sector you know you're into education go check out all the education charities click into those pick one you like maybe also geographically do that for people who are looking to sort of go local um and speaking of local i mean one thing that we are trying to do with gratitude rising is we don't want to limit gratitude right so we want to go global so we're going beyond north america which we've been focused on in the past oh wow 
yeah, we're having, um, fortunately, I, I ran an event called Gratitude All Day, which was apparently the uh, first 24-hour live gratitude stream. We went 24 hours, well, I went 24 hours, um, where we just opened up uh, a room, a virtual room, and said, anybody in the world who wants to come and express their gratitude, jump in, we'll give you 30 seconds, 45 seconds. And along the way, we'll talk about gratitude. We had 16 different hosts from all over the world. And through that, met with a lot of amazing people who are, uh, some of them are on our faculty, but um, who are all over the world that are interested in getting their charity partners involved. So we really wanna make the opportunity to support almost anyone anywhere. Um, so that's, that's the dream. Wow. Um, okay. So I think, I think I've got it. You're ready to launch. Is that right? Uh, when, when is the big day? So uh, essentially we have launched in terms of organizations. We, we just today should have our first organization fully onboarded. Um, the site will, should go live uh Today is the, I'm not sure today, the 23rd, 22nd today. So Monday, the 25th, we should be live so people can see a little bit more about it and what's going on uh, over there. It's ready to go. Uh, just, you know, finishing some tweaks and, and testing. Well, I have to, I have to confess, I have seen the site and it's beautiful. It really is just, it draws you in. It's just so um, heartfelt, just at a quick, you know, just at hello, right? You do the you know, you do, you do the little www, right? Uh, up, up, up in your little browser and you land on this page and it's just so beautiful. That's all, that's the word that, it's the only word that I could think of. It's just so beautiful. So well done, re really well done. But I'm gonna ask you the hard question, David, right? Peer-to-peer -peer is complex and, um, you know, done well could be amazing as a fundraising tool. But it could be daunting, a little bit overwhelming, engaging your participants. So I'm glad you solved for that, right? The, the gratitude curriculum is wonderful. It really, it, 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 it gives that engagement and that reason to keep going, you know, participants to keep going every day. But it could be overwhelming. It could be daunting and it could be expensive. And so is this for the big boys only? How, you know, we might have listeners right now that are thinking, ah, I'm too small. I'm grassroots. I'm just starting. I don't know how to do this. Too expensive. What's your answer to that? Because I did hear you say that this is for everyone. Hmm. Is, is, are there barriers? Are there, you know, barriers to, you know, to enter, you know, what, are, what are the barriers and should they be thinking like that? Or should they be thinking, Hey, you know what, not only do I buy in, but I can do this. So what is your answer to the smaller nonprofits? Why would this be good for a good move for them? So I would start by saying that one of the reasons that we started the generosity series in general was for small nonprofits. Ah. That's that, yeah, that's one of the reasons why we did it. Like, uh, I don't want to get into the full story. It's an amazing story of, of how Saul came up with the idea. But in terms of time, we won't be able to go through that. But part of it was that he he was doing some personal fundraising. He decided to start his own organization. He started running events. And all of a sudden, he started getting calls from people, smaller organizations. Hey, we want to do this. Can you do this for us? Can you do this for us? It was something that wasn't affordable for them. And there weren't enough permits in the parks on weekends in New York City. So, like, he wanted to come up with a way. How can we combine all of these organizations that'll take care of the problem of the cost and also the problem of not being able to get space in the parks? Um, so that's where we started from. And that is something that's very passionate 
to us, I would say this in terms of, I'll do one thing that salespeople never want to do. Dave, don't talk about the price. Um, the entry point is $4,000. You just want to be nuts and bolts, right? Um, so, you know. All so, in? That, that'll that get you in. It's, that's the entry point. That's the, you know, that's the low point. That's going to get you 50 participants, and that's going to give you the whole package and everything like that. Okay. Um, All right. And, yeah. So, and. and Well, what does the ROI look like on that? So, what, right. what, what are we, what are we talking ROI with? Because so, you see 50 participants. So, yeah. you have, so you have a couple of numbers there that probably turns into some math that. Yeah looks yeah. like ROI. So do you have that? So I'm going to use the term ROI because I like to say that ROI is not just return on investments, return on impact. And all right, you know, fair enough. I, I think that, you know, but, it, but of course it's still a fundraiser, right? So we have to talk about the numbers and expectations. I would say that first of all, the, it's a mandatory minimum fundraiser, right? That scares some people. Um, it's not something that's very common in 5Ks, even live 5Ks, certainly not virtual 5Ks, but it's a $200 mandatory minimum. So participants are committing to raise $200 when they sign up. Our averages are, are much higher. Uh, they're closer to $700, our average participant, which is okay. very high for a 5K. I see where you're going with the math. Okay. So, you know, if we if you were just to get your $200 for a participant, they're only getting their minimum, which never happens. But let's say they did, and a $25 registration fee, which also goes to the organization. So $225 times your 50, whatever that is, 11000 and change at a minimum you know, if you're filling your slots. Uh, our averages are, like I said, are much higher. They're, you know, more than three times that, but I don't want to throw out that number to, as an expectation, especially first time, you know, you're you being you, fair. You know, okay. I'm with yeah. you. And I would say also that we, we have part of the package is a, is a, a small, um, uh, sort of, you get a, a little bit of a social media kit, which has 10 templates that you can easily use put with your logo and, and put it out there on social and emails to help you build and support that build. I, I also want to make an important point. One of the other things that's very different for us about Gratitude Rising is each organization gets two gratitude ambassadors. These, if you were to think of them sort of as like a gala honoree almost, you know, maybe a little lower level, you're not going to go and get your, your you know, your very well-connected, you know, six digit uh, donor to do it. But, you know, having someone who's passionate about the organization that's well connected and having two of those people who are the gratitude ambassadors are getting a little more play on the page, a little more upfront, and they're sort of committing maybe to a little more than the 200 and more importantly, committing to sign up five or 10 friends, right? So that sort of jump starts the build of participation and fundraising. Uh, so I think that that aspect will also add and perhaps help us eclipse even our prior averages, which are very high. Uh, so I think for a small organization, you know, if $4,000 is something you can't do, reach out, we'll see what we can do. We can't always do something. There's a lot of expense here on our end, but no, I would I say heard, what would I keep- There's even a t-shirt involved. And, oh, yes, you know, you, you've you've thought of everything truly. I mean, what makes a peer-to-peer -peer fundraising campaign daunting, you've solved for, right? You have a curriculum for 
for, for participants, something bigger than themselves. You have, you know, the generosity and being part of, of, of the greater good. Um, social media kit, I heard you mention, ambassadors, ambassadors that are going to tell two friends who tell two friends, so on and so on. You get to your 50 right away. You know, you've demonstrated, you know, a great return on impact and return on investment. You know, I mean, you've just thought of everything. So, um, all right. I, I can't believe that this half hour has flown by, you know, so, so, so fast. Um, if I can ask you one more thing before we close out, what's your hope? Well, you know, year one, year two, maybe year five, what's your hope for gratitude rising? I would say year one, um, we have this goal of trying to get at least two charity partners in every state, right? It doesn't sound like a lot, but we figure if we have a hundred charity partners and that's putting aside the global, uh, then we feel like we'll have that critical mass where people will want to come and choose a charity, even if they don't necessarily know the charity in advance, right? Like the, like you asked and like my brother who's a marathoner and when he can't get into a marathon, then he's got to go choose a charity, right? So people want in on the gratitude thing, they'll choose a charity. So that's, that's sort of the low level hope. I don't set a, um, a dollars raised, uh, an external number for that. I, but I do want, you know, every organization that's a charity partner to say, yeah, this was worth it. I've got the return on investment. I got the return on impact. That's what's going to be for us something that's important. And of course, the first year of anything is, is, is such a learning process where that's, that's, we can learn a lot. Us at Generosity Gratitude Rising and, and the organization's uh, and I think maybe one of the real things I want to see out of this first year is that people realize that virtual events can engage, virtual events can build community, virtual events can do fundraising, and virtual events are here to stay. Nobody oh, wants us true. to always, right? Nobody wants us always to be virtual. Of but course not, but also here to stay is definitely the truth. Yeah, you should always have opportunities. That's another great thing about virtual gives opportunities to people within calendars, right? My, you know, the Sunday doesn't work for me because I have a wedding or I'm traveling or I'm not feeling good or whatever, right? It gives us that and it gives us a geographic reach. It's always going to be there. It's important. I think that's one of the things we really want to bring out of this. And it's not just us. I mean, there are amazing organizations and companies that are, that are doing tremendous things in the virtual world and the hybrid world. That's second year, you said five years, but second year, adding a hybrid aspect to this, I think would be uh, very cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sure. I think, yeah. Because that's, that's the that's opportunity. A natural right? progression, of course. Right. And that's the opportunity, right? Like I can't yeah. come. I can. I want, yeah. I want this. I want that. You Fun, know, getting to optionality, that. participant yeah. optionality. It's all about the options. Yep. And then the last thing is, I think that if we prove the model itself, and I say the model, meaning sort of providing this curriculum, can we do that in other areas? Gratitude, I think, will always be a part of it, and the Gratitude Rising will always be there, but can we now do, you know, environment rising, world rising, where the ah. is related to environment and, and you know, or, or whatever that is, or, or a health rising, or whatever else it is where people now could choose the thing that really, really does it for them. I think all of those would have 
an aspect of gratitude woven through, and we would always have gratitude rising, but this way it can give people in different places and organizations to sort of sector off, hey, I'm an environmental organization, I wanna do this. Uh, yeah. So I think that's maybe second, third year. Anyone, if anyone can do it, you know, given what you've done with Generosity Series, um, you know, that took a decade to build. Um, I believe that you can do it uh, as well. So fearless fundraisers, that's about all we have time for today. I wish we had more time, but thank you so much for listening in. We hope you enjoyed today's Raise Nation topic and your daily dose of fundraising inspiration. Tune in for a new episode release every Thursday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's Thursdays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But in the meantime, be sure to listen in to all the episodes on Raise Nation Radio and follow the channel so that you you can get the notifications about all our new guests. Fundraisers are doing amazing things to build better tomorrows for our communities. Their stories are awe-inspiring. You won't want to miss a single episode. I'd like to thank our sponsor, One Cause, for making this episode possible. One Cause is driving the future of fundraising with easy-to-use software solutions that help nonprofits connect with their donors. Be sure to check them out on onecause.com and visit the resource tab on their homepage for a broad catalog of eBooks that I'm sure you'll find helpful. A huge shout out and thanks to my guest for Mr. Uh, to Mr. David Lynn for sharing his expert and authentic voice. Thank you so much for being with us today, David. I truly enjoyed our conversation. Any last words of inspiration? Yeah, be great, be grateful. Ah, well, one last thing for our food studio audience before I um, let you go. What's the easiest way to connect with you? How do we find you? I mean, to find me individually on LinkedIn is probably the best way or email Dave at generosityseries.com and hopefully, you know, gratituderising.org by Monday. <laughs> ah, gratituderising.org. Got it. Well, again, thank you, Dave, so much. I'm very grateful for this interview and the time that we spent today. Fearless fundraisers, that's a wrap. Until next time, I'm Don Lego, and this is Raise Nation Radio. Stay fearless out there. One Cause is the proud sponsor of Raise Nation Radio and your daily dose of fundraising inspiration. One Cause is driving the future of fundraising with easy-to-use software solutions that help nonprofits connect with donors. Day in and day out, One Cause puts your cause at the center of everything they do. Let One Cause power your fundraising.